It's been one week since you looked at me. Got your head in the sides and I'm angry. Five days You're listening to the Paul Curtin Show on News Talk STL. The living room. I realize it's all my fault, but couldn't tell you yesterday. You've forgiven me, but it'll still be two days till I say I'm sorry. And welcome to the Paul Turbin Show here on News Talk STL. It's good to be in the studio today. It's a beautiful day outside. It's been an incredibly hot and humid week, which is the kind of weather, I know this sounds crazy, this is the kind of weather that I like because I've recently started running again. And some people, some people like cool weather, some people like cold weather. The hotter, the more humid it is, the better I like it when I go out and run. Leah, does that sound crazy to you? Um, I would say yes, but I just went out and mm-hmm. ran two miles yesterday in like 95 degree weather. Do you, do you feel better when you run and it's like hotter outside? I do. Um, I guess. I don't, it doesn't really matter to me. Mm-hmm. So. I love it. I feel like, uh, so back when I was in the Marines, um, we'd run all the time and I, and I used to be like a real runner, like sprinting and like doing different <clears> types <throat> of drills and everything else. And there's just something about like when it gets really hot, by the time you're done running, you are loose and you're like a ninja. Like I feel like I could run and jump super high. I could take off and sprint. Anyway, I loved it. And so I'm looking forward to the rest of the summer. I hope we get more of this weather. So don't call in just yet to uh, complain. But you can call in later because later in the third segment of the Paul Kirtman show today, we will be playing the B or not the B which is our game in which I read headlines from the Babylon Bee and I read real headlines. And you all, the audience, and Leah get to guess which one's real, which one's fake. Uh, Leah is terrible with this. Actually, every guest is terrible at this, but you did it pretty good last week. You actually yeah. got, I think you got four right out of ten. Great. Out of, out of ten so or out I of nine, 40%. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> so you're improving. You're improving. Great. Um, but for today, so that's going to be in the third segment, the B or not the B. There's a couple things that we're going to talk about today. One of them, if you go to paulkirtman.com and scroll all the way down to radio number 52, you will see the show notes uh, for today. Um, and there's something that we're going to talk about. People have been talking about this for years, really, right? The creepiness of Joe Biden. And uh, he's always sniffing girl's hair and hugging them like too long <laughs> right like you they go there's like i get it people hug when they meet each other but then like when you go to like let go and someone else is like still just holding you oh. it's just it turns creepy in a nanosecond and we have observed joe biden doing this and there's been memes put out there's been videos of it it's just weird well it turns out um that President Biden's daughter had left her diary. Tucker Carlson, Project Veritas, people have been talking about this. Tucker Carlson was talking about it just the other day. President Biden, did you hear about this, Leah? I did not, but I want to. This will blow your mind. So this, okay, so some of you who are listening right now might already know the story, so you're going to get the reaction from somebody who does not yet know the story. So this will be good. President Biden's daughter, I think her name is Ashley, she was staying in a hotel in Florida. She was staying someplace. And when she left, she left behind at this hotel a diary. And in the diary, she talks a lot about her family. 
But one of the things that she mentions about her father, she talks about how things are messed up and, you know, she just rattles on and on about it. Like things are not good and not right. And she doesn't, you know, she's got complaints, right? But one of the things that she lists is the fact that she says how she used to take showers with her father. Okay, so you guys couldn't see this, <laughs> but as soon as I said that, her eyes just, like, it was a legitimate, genuine, and sincere, like, widening of the eyes, like, what, well, like, what are you talking about? how old was she? I'm not sure exactly how old she was, but old enough to remember that she had taken showers okay. with her father. Now, one of the things that she says immediately after that is she says, probably not appropriate. Okay. So, yeah. So she must have been, I mean, there's one thing, listen, I got four little kids. If somebody's in a hurry and they have like a, a six month old and they jump in the shower just to clean the baby off because they, maybe they were outside and they're covered in grass or whatever. I, I know parents do that kind of stuff. But if you're getting in a shower with a child who is old enough to have vivid memories and good recall, that's probably not going to be an appropriate thing to have done, at least where um, uh, Joe Biden's daughter is concerned. She actually, yeah, her name's Ashley. Ashley actually says in the diary, she mentions showers with her father, and then she says, probably not appropriate. Yeah. So Joe Biden, it turns out, is far more creepy than we thought. And and I had been willing to give this guy the benefit of the doubt because he's like an 80-year-old man or 79. And he acts like one. He says things he doesn't know what he's talking about. He he one of the really the most sad one of the saddest video I've seen of President Biden is when he's walking across the White House lawn and the Secret Service is clearly telling him where to go. They're pointing over and over and they're pointing and they're saying, "Sir, just walk this way and they're pointing. Have you seen this video? Mm-hmm. I think so. And President Biden just instead of going, you know, following where they're pointing and literally walking on the sidewalk, he walks into the grass mm-hmm. and just starts following them wherever they're going. <laughs> yeah. That is so sad. Like here's somebody here's somebody probably because of his age and other health problems that he's had in the past, clearly not fit. But nevertheless, they're really trying to make him fit the part. Just, I think it was yesterday or maybe the day before, they had him out on a bicycle ride. This is what handlers do for politicians. Have you seen it? Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> handlers will always take, for people that aren't like steeped in the politics, you've never dealt with consultants or been in campaigns, you've never had to try to, you know, Establish the state of play, you know, for a candidate. Handlers will always try to make the politicians seem more human. I don't think Joe Biden would be out riding bicycles as a 79-year-old man if it weren't for a consultant somewhere or some PR person saying, hey, what we need to do is we need to get you on a bicycle, put a, a cyclist helmet on you, and you just need to go out and pedal around the park, you know, because that's what people do, and it'll make you seem a lot like them. You'll be more relatable. Well, he goes out, and he's riding the bike, and he comes to a stop. He stops his bicycle. He's not going fast. He even had a foot on the ground. He even had a, he had a foot on the ground, and then all of a sudden he just whoop, 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 and just topples over. <laughs> this this is a sad thing, but I'm saying all of that to say this: 
I have been giving this man a pass on the whole sniffing of hair. That sounds that sounds really bad. <laughs> that sounds really bad now that I'm actually saying it. I've been giving him a pass because there is a generation out there and they don't see things the same way that my generation does. The World War II generation, for example, it would have been nothing for them to bend down and hug a little girl and kiss her on the forehead when they were growing up and then when they became grandparents. Things are different now, right? Me Too movement. You can't do anything. George H.W. Bush was sitting in a wheelchair. Have you ever seen the TV show Turn? No. Okay, I think it was on AMC. It's about uh, President Washington's spying, right? Well, one of the actresses who it's a, and by the way, it's a really good series. I highly recommend it. One of the actresses uh, that plays one of the spies, uh, one of George Washington's spies, she got her picture taken with George H. W. Bush, who's in a wheelchair. He doesn't have any strength. He could barely lift his hands up. And so, where he's kind of like holding these people, like kind of like trying to give them a hug, he's. A thousand years old, he's passed away now. He's like a thousand years old, so he doesn't quite get around their waist. He, you know, grabs around her backside. But he's a really old man in a wheelchair, just trying to be nice. Yeah. But she tried to me too, President George H.W. Bush, you know. It's just crazy. It's crazy. So I had been willing to say, President Biden, I know this is kind of creepy. You would think his handlers would tell him, it's a different day. You're 80 years old, but it's a different day. Don't touch the little kids. <laughs> but then we find out that there's probably a lot more to this. And it's unfortunate and it's sad. And quite frankly, um, it sounds like it's really disgusting. And had this been anybody else, if this was anybody else, they would probably be facing an investigation by authorities. If they found out that a grown adult was uh, showering, they would... People would. There's a world that we live in. This kind of thing happens. And in, in an effort to protect children, they would at least investigate and say, well, wait, what's going on here? They just want clarification. So it's quite possible that there's more to the story. But I got a clip here from Tucker Carlson. I'm going to go ahead and play this. It also turns out that uh, President Biden is sicking the FBI on Project Veritas who bought this diary from the person who took ownership of it because Ashley Biden never came back to get it. They, the Biden children have a way of leaving behind a highly sensitive material in diaries and in computers. Like, it's like they just don't care. They just leave stuff behind. So President Biden, the FBI is now going after Project Veritas, um, telling them that they have to uh, uh, turn this back over. And, of course, Project Veritas... Um, is is not having any of it. Here's a clip from Tucker Carlson talking about this exact issue. I don't know if it's going to play. Oh, my goodness. It's always something. It's always something. <laughs> so, for whatever reason... Do you want me to play it on my computer? Yeah, play it on your computer. But this is Tucker Carlson talking with the attorney of Project Veritas. If you can actually speed it up to minute 106, that would be a good place to start. we got a Fox News alert for you. For worse. I was for them about the schedules on six arrested Sorry, All right. All right. That's, okay. that's the okay. exact same charge that many January 6th defendants face. We'll just get right to it. It is likely that some members of Stephen Colbert's team will be held in solitary confinement. Okay, go ahead and, and stop because that's the wrong clip. Charged. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> yes, the wrong clip. Oh. It's all right. That's actually something we're going to get to in the second segment. 
We're going to talk a little bit about this latest insurrection in Washington, D.C. Anyway, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, talk a little bit. But we'll get this fixed over the uh, segment. Maybe we'll come back and play it. But Tucker Carlson had a great clip um, where he's talking about how Joe Biden is using the FBI as his personal secret police to go after Project Veritas journalists who are in possession of Ashley Biden, Joe Biden, you know, his own daughter's diary. So so this is a very dangerous place that we're in right now. In fact, one of the articles that we're going to play on the B or not the B in the third segment actually plays to this idea that President Biden has gone way further than anybody else in um, weaponizing the government against free people, in this case, journalists. And yes, Project Veritas, they are probably uh, much more prestigious journalists. I don't know if they have any awards or whatever, but they certainly try to stick to and abide by the truth. And they put out unedited clips and they invite anybody to come and try to fact check them. And the New York Times and everybody else has tried and had to print, uh, um, what do you call it when you have to print a correction? They have to go back and print corrections. But anyway, President Joe Biden is now using the FBI to go after Project Veritas because they have information that makes him look bad. And this is the world that we live in now when you have the government that weaponizes its own strength, its own law enforcement mechanisms, its own its own uh, IRS, its own Department of Homeland Security against the American people. But this is nothing new, folks. This is nothing new. Just in the last 12 months, have we also not seen President Joe Biden's administration weaponize the FBI against parents inside of school districts? Because they could be domestic terrorists. We have a, an election coming up, and I think, I think that most people are onto this. I know I said a few minutes ago that I was giving President Biden kind of a pass because he was bending down and hugging little girls. I had done that in the past because he's an old man, and I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to give people a pass for stuff like that because I think there's a lot of people doing that, and it's very innocent, especially when they're from a different generation. But now with this, not so sure. Not so sure he deserves a pass. And I think that there's a lot of people in America, whether it's this issue, whether it's uh, the school districts, whether it's the fact that President Biden was giving teachers a pep talk last April, telling them these are not somebody else's children. These are our children. In other words, you know, fight back against parents who don't want drag queen story hours. These are our kids, not somebody else's kids. If we're going to counsel these kids and let them know that, hey, you might be transgendered, these are our kids. And you know what? We've had government feel incredibly empowered to do whatever they want to the American people. But there's an election coming up, and things are beginning to change. In fact, the Democrats, I think, are really beginning to sense just how bad things are going to get. We're going to talk a little bit more about that when we come back. We're going to play this clip from Tucker Carlson about this latest insurrection, literally people breaking in or being let into the Capitol building just this week and then being arrested. We're going to talk a little bit about the economy, what's about to happen in the economy. Pay attention to this. Please come back for this. This is my one of my areas of uh, expertise. This is a sit- place that I work in in the private sector. And then in the third segment, the B or not the B. This is Paul Kurtman in the studio with Leah at Newstalk STL.
This is the Paul Kurtman Show on News Talk STL. This is almost beyond belief, but just before this show aired, we learned that last night, producers for Stephen Colbert's show on CBS committed insurrection at the United States Capitol. Adam Schiff, the congressman from California, who has spent the last year and a half telling you that unauthorized violations of Capitol space are a coup, Adam Schiff illegally gave producers from CBS access to the Capitol. And then the group, which includes the show's senior producer, a director, a comedian, and a writer, remained in the Houseworth, Longworth House office building after hours. And the point of them being there was for them to harass sitting members of Congress. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert. U.S. Capitol Police say they got a call about a disturbance at about 8.30 p.m. They told us, quote, responding officers observed seven individuals unescorted and without congressional ID in a sixth floor hallway. Officers then arrested them and charged them with unlawful entry into the Capitol complex. Now, that's the exact same charge that many January 6th defendants face. We'll just get right to it. It is likely that some members of Stephen Colbert's team will be held in solitary confinement for a year and a half without being charged. Why? Because this is an insurrection. And actually, joking aside, how could they not be held for a year and a half in solitary confinement without being charged? Because the precedent is in place. And how in the world can Adam Schiff, again, who spent the last year and a half eliminating the civil liberties of Trump voters on the basis of January 6th, do the exact same thing and not face punishment? We're going to tell jokes about, oh, it's like Pearl Harbor. No, it's exactly like what happened on January 6th. So we'll take a close look at what the punishments are. There's Tucker Carlson talking a little bit about this latest insurrection, and that's what we ought to call it. If they want to call what happened on January 6th an insurrection, well, then this is an insurrection, too. This is Paul Kerbin on The Paul Kerbin Show here at News Talk STL. And what uh, Tucker Carlson is talking about is he's talking about, and you, you've heard it, right? But I'm going to kind of rephrase it just a little bit to help us make a little bit more clear sense about of exactly what's going on. Adam Schiff, who has been leading the charge, he is the one in Congress. He's a Congress from California, and since January 6th, uh, 2021, yeah, since January 6th, 2021, Adam Schiff, Congressman Schiff, has been leading the charge saying this was an insurrection, this was an attempt to overthrow the government, this was an attempt to steal the election by Donald Trump. People died. They keep saying five, six, seven. I mean, before you know, the death count's going to even continue to go up. But they say people died as all these Trump supporters rushed into the Capitol building. They violated Capitol space. They came in in places they weren't supposed to be. They didn't have access. Well, now it turns out that Adam Schiff, the same congressman who's been leading this charge, saying that Trump supporters are responsible for the death of Capitol Police, that Trump supporters are responsible for the broken windows, for this so-called insurrection in attempt to overthrow the government. That same man, he himself is now guilty of exactly what it is he is accusing all these Trump supporters and President Trump himself of doing. He allowed a crew, a television crew from Stephen Colbert's late night program 
He granted them unauthorized access into a congressional office building. And I don't know if you've ever been to one of these congressional office buildings. Leah, have you ever been to a congressional office building ever? I have not. Okay, these are incredibly restrictive, very tight security type office buildings, okay? You think the T- think TSA. You see these lines, you see people trying just to get to the planes. Nobody's getting through there unless they go past a TSA agent. You have to get all your you have to take your stuff out of your pockets, put it all down. That's how this is. These buildings are locked down tight. Now, congressmen and congresswomen and I suppose staffers or some staffers will have access to get in the building another way. It's just the same way in Jefferson City. In Jefferson City, if you're a state representative or a state senator, or if you have um, if you have access to the entrance that members of the legislature can use, you can kind of come in and out as you want to. But anybody else, if you ever have visitors that come to visit you, if people want to come and visit you in your office, they have to go through the front door. They have to go through the security. They have to go through the police and the law enforcement in order to get access to the building. It's the exact same thing. But what happened? Schiff, Congressman Schiff, he decided, no, 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 no. I want to make sure that Republican members get harassed after hours in their office because I want to make sure that they all get made fun of on national television on Stephen Colbert's late night program. And so I'm going to let them skirt all the security. That way they can have free run of these congressional buildings after hours. They didn't have any cards. They didn't have any stickers that was granting them office. It doesn't, they didn't sign in with the front desk. They literally were just allowed to walk right through the door. So I remember during the whole January 6th thing, people were saying they're trying to accuse other Republicans and members of Congress for letting people in the front door. Well, Congressman Schiff just let some people in the side door so that way they could just have their way. Now, this is such a problem here because this man is in charge. He ought to have to immediately resign. I don't know how in the world. You want to talk about a kangaroo court? That's what people have been calling this whole January 6th committee. That's exactly what this is. And it turns out the guy leading the whole committee, the guy that's got all the sound bites, the guy that's putting out press releases and going on all the Sunday shows, turns out he's exactly he's doing exactly the same thing. He is guilty of what he accused everybody else of doing, except... Except for this one little detail. His nefariousness is just coming from a different angle. He's wanting to embarrass opposition. He's wanting to hopefully uh, have this camera crew capture some people kind of unaware, unsuspecting because it's after hours. Nobody's allowed to be in. So let's send a camera crew in anyway to harass people. Adam Schiff should have to resign, if not from Congress, he should certainly have to resign from chairman of this stupid January 6th committee. He's pulling all the strings for all these, all this agenda that the Democrats have moving forward into the 2022 midterms because they think they have this crazy idea. They have this insane and stupid idea that if they just trump up enough January 6th committee coverage, somehow people will be more upset with that than they are of high gas prices. They'll be more upset with that than the fact that they're paying 30% more for a chicken dinner for their family when they feed their kids at night. Schiff thinks that this January 6th issue is going to be their savior going into the midterm election. And he's so desperate 
for attention. He's so desperate for more coverage. He's so desperate for Republicans to be embarrassed that he lets a new, not a, not even a news crew. They're a comedy crew. It's a comedy troupe. A producer, a comedy writer, a cameraman, and a producer. He lets all these people in. What in the world is going on in Congress that the man who's in charge of this one committee, one of the senior members of Congress, is allowed to do this? There ought to be calls for his resignation in Congress among Republicans and Democrats. This is obviously an outright abuse of power. And uh, Tucker Carlson also brings up another point. Can we expect this comedy crew who were let into the Capitol building and were allowed into unauthorized space, can we expect them, now that they've been arrested, are they going to get the same punishment that the people who entered unauthorized space on January 6th got? There's a lot of people that are being confined. There's a lot of people that are being detained. The charges are all the same. The same charges that these people got arrested are the same charges that uh, that they've used to arrest people that entered the Capitol building on January 6th. So are they going to be treated the same? My guess is that they're not. Why? Because I just don't have as much faith that Congress is committed to equality under the law as they would like you to believe that they are. Congressman Schiff should have to resign. And every member, every member of the Missouri congressional delegation, Republican and Democrat, ought to be calling for his resignation. I mean, he just put the whole lives and security in, of all these congressmen and women and their staffers and maybe their families for the ones whose families might have been with them that evening, put them all in danger. Forget security, but this is a problem with the Democrats. They don't understand that security is important unless it's security for them. In a similar, on a similar issue, we're just about a week and a half away from justice, from somebody having been arrested on their way to kidnap or kill Justice Kavanaugh. They admitted this to police when they were arrested. We have, uh, militant left-wing organizations tweeting out the address of the school where Justice Amy Coney Barrett's children attend. So Congress decides, hey, it, at the very least, we need to, to pass a bill here to get some extra funding for security. And what does Congresswoman Cori Bush do? She votes no. I did a Kurtman's take on this earlier this week. She doesn't want to fund the police. No, no, no. She wants to abolish the police. Security for Supreme Court justices and their little children? No, 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 no. Let people riot and protest on their front lawns. Let people barge into their schools to intimidate their kids and and effectively, essentially, probably also intimidate the justices. Let them do that. They don't get security. Meanwhile, Cori Bush is walking around with her own personal security about everywhere she goes. Because Cori Bush is a little child. She wants security for herself. She wants protections for herself, but she doesn't want anybody else to have it because she doesn't like them. I don't know if anybody, you know, maybe in a nursery at your church or school or just among your kids, a big problem that uh, we, <laughs> one of the biggest, easiest, most 
clear observations of children is that they act like little children. They want everything for themselves and they don't want anybody else to have it. That's Cori Bush. And is she really improving? Is she really representing? Listen, I know that St. Louis is going to always vote for a Democrat congresswoman. I know this. But man, St. Louis City, you could probably have a Democrat who could actually do some things for the city instead of one that likes to grandstand and speak through both sides of her mouth. I just don't think that that's going to happen, though. I'm not too confident that we're going to see justice uh, here, and I don't think we're going to see Adam Schiff step down from uh, this committee. But listen, Americans are on to him. There is a red wave coming. We know that there's a red wave coming because it doesn't matter how much Adam Schiff talks up January 6th. He can't talk loud enough to drown out the pain and the crying and the screaming that people across America are doing every time they stop their car to fill up gas. Right now, Americans are starting to uh, pull back from travel. They're starting to pull back from going to restaurants. The Washington Post uh, put out an, an article on this just the other day talking about how the economy is beginning to shrink more. Now that people have been paying more in terms of inflation and gas, you know, after a few weeks or after a couple paychecks of that, after a couple months of that, people really begin to feel that in their pocketbook and they know they have to make some financial decisions so that way they just don't lose everything. People don't want to lose their homes. There's a lot of people who lost a lot less than 15 years ago during the financial crisis of 2008. A lot of these people are still in their prime earning years. A lot of these people were raising children back then, and they're raising children today. And so they are adjusting their finances. They're adjusting the way they live their lives and how much money they're spending here and there and the economies going to be contracting i would say that we're already in a recession we'll know on september 29th for sure when the next gdp report comes out that'll tell us whether or not we're already there but i think we are there and the democrats are in for a rude awakening it's something that it's fully predictable they're in for a rude awakening because they think the people care more about january 6th than they do being able to survive from one paycheck to the next and all of this President Biden and his administration's doing. We'll talk a little bit more about that when we come back. Plus, the B or not the B. If you want to play 101, I'm sorry, 314 912 1019. We'll be right back here at the Paul Kirkman Show on News Talk STL. You're listening to the Paul Kirkman Show. On News Talk STL. Follow Paul on social media at Paul Kirkman. Cause she's fine. But for an angel, she's a hot, hot mess. Make you so And welcome back to News Talk STL. You're listening to Paul Kirkman in the studio today with Leah. And I want to clarify something. I want to clarify something. In the last segment, I said Democrats will probably always have St. Louis. And I'm saying that because the trend would tell me that. Now, that's not to dissuade anybody from running because you never know. We have had people around the country who have beat incumbents before um, in primaries and in general elections that nobody thought was going to win. Tell you, and, and there is, there is a, on the Republican side, Andrew Jones 
uh, I think he's been on the station before, and I think I've met him before. But if any, but if St. Louis City could use anybody in Congress, it's somebody that's got some common sense and some business sense, and that would be the guy to vote for. But I do feel a little bit pessimistic sometimes just because the Democrats seem to have such a vice hold on people who don't want to actually understand and look into exactly what the Democrats have done for them. And for the most part, the Democrats, it seems like everything they touch turns to ashes. And you don't have to look any further than the gas pump to figure that one out. Or look at the price tag next time you want to go to the grocery store and just buy a can of corn. It's written all over the price tags. That's the Democrat Party platform right there. I like uh, I like what um, Ted jo- Ted Jones. <laughs> I'm thinking Tim Jones, Ted Cruz. I think about what Ted Cruz said in the last presidential election when he was running in 2016. He said our our toll tax code ought to fit on a postage stamp. That's a great sound bite. That sounds really good. Not likely to happen. Something else not likely to happen. But if you want to see the entire Democrat platform, all you have to look at is a price tag. Something nice and small, but it says so much. And uh, my guess is it's going to continue to say more over the next few months as these inflation numbers continue to come out and be released. Hey, I have shared on my Facebook page. You can find me at Paul Kurtman on Facebook, on Twitter, on Getter. But if you go to my Facebook page and you follow me on Facebook, you'll see that I just shared News Talk STL's Facebook page. And I think everybody should go and like this page because there is not a lot of uh, Facebook pages out there in our area that put out more relevant news, analysis, and opinion of everything happening, not just nationwide, but also just in the state of Missouri. And so you should follow it for that reason, and if for no other reason... Because if we get to 4,000 likes, some people are going to get a pie in the face. And there's just not a lot of that humor these days. And I think we got to start bringing more of that stuff back. Who's getting a pie in the face, Leah? Vic and Tony. Vic and Tony are getting a pie in the face. Now, I asked Katie, um, Katie Fitzpatrick, I said, is this is this like a blueberry pie? <laughs> because I just think what would make it a lot funnier is if it was like a blueberry pie or a cherry pie or one of those pies that like as soon as you touch it it stains your skin. Oh. That would be funny. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to do that for 4000 likes. So I say we blow right past 4000 likes and go straight to 5000 likes. Maybe 10000 likes that we could uh, pie somebody's face and stain it blue all at the same time. I think you need a pie in the face. <laughs> I think I need a pie on a fork. Okay. That's what I need. Okay. Okay. All right, we're just moving right along here. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and uh, go into the segment that we've all been waiting for. And Leah, you might be our only contestant today. Yep, nobody called. That's all right. You'll be our only contestant today, and this will be fun. You're going to have an opportunity today to best your best record. Great. <laughs> You're going to have an opportunity to see if you can do better than 40%. Okay. Now, listen, for anybody listening, I'm just telling you, for all you people, all the millions of people that are listening to the beer and out to be, and you've been waiting all week just for this one <laughs> segment, this is a tricky game to play because any one of these headlines really could be real. And if it's not real today, if it's a Babylon B headline and it's not real today, it's close enough to the truth probably that it could be real tomorrow. We've actually had that. We Before Memorial Day, we had one headline, Barack Obama encourages people to remember George Floyd on Memorial Day. That was a Babylon B headline. The next day it came true. 
So that's what we're dealing with here. So are you ready to get into this, Leo? Let's do it. It's time for the B or not the B. Okay. The B or not the B. Leah, we have, I think we have eight questions today. Let me count them up real quick. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, we've only got six. Okay. So this is going to be better. I think you have an opportunity here to do really well since we've only got six questions. All right. Here's the first headline. Biden appoints Kamal Harris to lead Internet Abuse Task Force in developing policies to address online harassment, abuse, and disinformation campaigns targeting women and LGBTQI plus individuals. So, President Biden, is he bringing back the disinformation committee and is the purpose of this new disinformation committee specifically to make sure he, they correct information about LGBTQI individuals? Uh, Is yeah. that a real headline or a I'd, fake headline? I'd say that's real. Congratulations. You just got one right. We need to get a little dinger. Ding. There you go. Okay, so that's one. You're one for one here. Oh. All right, here's, <laughs> here's number two. <laughs> Hold on a second. I just got to double check this I've got one. a dingy thing on here. So Okay, okay. All right, here we go. Second headline is, San Francisco mayor happily <laughs> reports... Less human feces on the city streets due to food sh- due to food shortages. San Francisco's had a problem with people defecating on the streets. Headline is: San Francisco mayor happily reports less human feces on the streets due to food shortages. Is that the Babylon Bee or is that not the Bee? I'll say the Bee. You got it right? Yeah. That is the Babylon beat. Now, the thing is, is that could be true tomorrow. Yep. Because there is a food shortage, and you know what happens when people eat less food, right? <laughs> yeah. In, in San Francisco, there's uh, less fecal matter on the streets. <laughs> okay. All right. Two for two. You're doing pretty good. You're doing pretty good. All right. Here we go. <sighs> Headline is, Mattel introduces pregnant Ken doll. Is that the Babylon B or is that not the B? I'm going to say not the B. Wrong. That is the Babylon B. Thank goodness. However, I will say this is almost true because there is a uh, I think I think Fisher Price had recently put out a my first transgender. I, I don't know. I'm getting confused now. One of these companies recently put out some type of transgender toy or doll. It was either Fisher Price. Or I think Mattel. that's what I was thinking of. Okay. Okay, so so two to one. Next headline is banned from national retailers. Mike Lindell is forced to engage in back alley pillow deals. The B. Okay, you're doing good. You got three right, one wrong. We just got a couple more to go. Are you keeping track of your score? No. Are you? <laughs> you got three right. Yeah. Okay. 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 Here we go. Headline is. New Daily Wire Western film, because the Daily Wire, Ben Shapiro, Candace, they're they're making movies now. Mm -hmm. New Daily Wire Western film draws criticism for scene where Ben Shapiro appears as traveling salesman for life insurance. Um, I'll say not the B. That is the B. So... I, well, I don't know what they're two to two. talking about, so I... <laughs> so you just had to guess. You almost can't know what any of these are talking about because they're just so crazy. But some of these are real. All right, we're going to do one more here. We're going to do one more. Here we go. 
D.C. politicians on edge as CDC announces arrival of lizard pox. Um, I'll say the B. That is the Babylon B. Congratulations. You've Thanks. done you've done much better. You got five did you get five out of six? I think you did. Really? I think no, you got four out of yeah. six. You got four out of six. So you definitely beat your your best score, which was um a mere fifty percent, which still is pretty good by Babylon B, the B or not the B standard. So so that gives you a sixty six percent. Right now you're right at a D. Great. We're gonna be grading you that way. Yeah. Okay, now listen. As we're rolling into the end of the program here, though, one thing that I do want to mention is the fact that things are probably, this is my opinion, I do believe things are about ready to get tighter for people financially. So the next GDP report is due out on September 29th. In order to have a recession, in order to know that we are in a recession, what that means is we have to have two GDP reports, consecutive GDP reports that demonstrate negative growth for the country. We've already had one, and we believe that the next one will probably be one, too. Ten out of 12 CEOs from, like, Fortune 500 companies have said that they believe we're already in a recession. And, of course, they would know. Like, these huge, large businesses, they have a better feel for logistics and supply chains. They believe that we are. As we roll into September 29th and we find out for sure whether or not we are in a recession or not, and I believe that we are, no matter what Joe Biden says— Between September 29th and the general elections in November, you can expect not just for things to become more volatile financially speaking where the economy is concerned, but expect things to become more volatile where the Democrat Party is concerned. They are losing so much on so many fronts. But now at this point, after September 29th, if those numbers indicate that we're in a recession, they are going to pull out all the stops to try to save themselves, to try to save some of their seats as we roll into that general election. And don't don't think that they're not just going to do anything that it takes. The Democrat Party, I believe, is about to become far more volatile than we've even seen them under President uh, Joe Biden's administration thus far you think adam schiff letting a comedy television crew into a secure uh, congressional building after hours to harass republican lawmakers you think that's a volatile thing for them to do i think it's going to get a lot worse a lot worse after september 29th when that next gdp report comes out we'll find out this is paul kurtman on news talk stl make sure you go to our facebook page and like us go to newstalkstl.com and sign up for the email list we'll see you next week